0: week we had the thunderstorms, but you know what? The sun is shining today and the sun is raining here in the sanctuary. It's all about him. We're going to lift his name up, exalt him, praise him, and we're going to ask him right now in the name of Jesus to be here with us as we worship. Now let's pray together. Father we come to you now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you the opportunity to worship you. And I pray, Lord God, you reach out. Let's reach every one of our hearts. Let's name you the day, Lord, that we worship you in truth and spirit. Let's name you today, Lord, that we give you the praise and the honor and the glory. And let's name you the day, Lord, we see you, hear from you, and feel you, Lord, move in our lives. Be glorified. And help us, Father God, to be your children who worship you today. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Oh my goodness. Good morning and welcome to Rob Stanford Baptist Church. This is the day of Lord's made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. If you're visiting with us this morning, we want to welcome you. Ask you to put out the visitor card you'll find in front of you. Place in the places come to come around so we you can have a of your visit. We greatly appreciate that. If you joining us online this morning, we want to welcome you as well. but encourage you to be right here in the sanctuary with us. Come be a part of what God is doing at Welch Avenue Baptist Church. And speaking of what is happening at Welch Avenue Baptist Church, let me go over with our upcoming events. Well, today after service, you may already know, today is our Ministry Awareness Day. And what that is... Is back in the fellowship hall. You're going to find some uh, some visual stands, some bifolds, some trifolds, or perhaps some literature on the ministries of Robertson Avenue Baptist Church. You can take a look at what's going on there. See some some. Um, some pictures, see some ideas of what's going on there, and how to get involved in that. And they'll have some contact information of how you can join in and how you can be a part of those ministries. We have men's ministries, ladies ministries, we have singles ministries, we have Sunday schools, we have extra classes. We also have a nursing home ministry. You can see our front row today is filled with the fruits of that nursing home ministry. Blessings be. So God is good, God is working, and you need to come and be a part of what God is doing in that. Alright, uh, also, the best part of today after service is we're having a dinner on the ground.
1: Amen? Amen. So blessed be the name
0: of Come and eat with us. Uh, so you got to get off of the couch, though, and away from your camera to get in the church if you want to eat with us. So that's our invitation to you. Come and eat with us and be a part of that. All right, tonight's services at 4.30. We'll have choir practice in the choir room, 6 o'clock. We'll have our evening services. Uh, We'll begin Monday night. A brand new class if you signed up for it it starts monday night, that's experiencing god that's going to be in room 103 and that's going to be a lot of fun those books are in so you will have your books starting tomorrow night in that okay. instruction okay. class experiencing to. god you say pastor is it too late for me to sign up well we can work with you though but you need to be in that meeting we need uh, we have 10 already assigned up in that uh, so it'll be 12 people in that class but if you're interested in it, that'll be your last time, last chance to get involved with that Monday night. So that'll be Monday night at 6 to 7.30. Tuesday, guys, Lady Bible Study is taking a break. So they're going to be uh, on hold until August, I think it is, and they'll hold from there as they get ready to go off into. car wash right here where up San the car parking lot. So if you got a dirty car, you know who to bring it to like you. Your kids need help get to summer camp and summer camp is not cheap. So our association, God bless them, has pledged a thousand dollars to help us get our kids to that uh associational uh, summer camp. But to be honest with you, we need to raise about seventeen hundred more to be able to pay those tickets in there. So Please be in prayer about getting those kids there. We have already had some fundraisers, but the cost to go to summer camp is a big camp. It's all five days. It's expensive. So please carefully consider being a part of that. I also want to remind you we have some other upcoming events. Here at Robinson Andrew Baptist Church in May, we're going to be having a Operation Christmas Child Shifting Fundraiser. That's going to be a dinner led by Sister Esther Baby. And so she's in Dallas right now. So please remember her as she travels, But she's going to put together that fundraising dinner. And that's going to be at the evening time. She always puts together a good dinner. So going consider being a part of that as well. That's going to be in May. And then following weekend in May, we're going to put together another Operation Christmas Child Fundraiser, our yard sale, which we've had usually every year. Uh, in that so we didn't have one in springtime we're going to have one later on in May so uh, please carefully consider being a part of that if you've got the things in the house you want to get rid of well tables are going to be 10 or $15 she'll get to set the price she hasn't done that yet but you can book a table yes ma'am oh amen so details already on the four year table so amen you can read more about that in our ministry awareness day thank you sister Amber alright So. Those are some upcoming things that are happening right there. And I think that's it for our announcement. Unless I've forgotten something, that's quite possible. Amen, Edmund. All right. So let's go to the Lord's Prayer. I know we already prayed, but we can't pray enough. Amen. Let's pray together. And then after we pray, we can please rise and welcome one another. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name. We love you. We thank you. Ask you to go with us now for our time of worship. And I pray, Lord God, you would be glorified. And I pray, Lord God, you'd send your spirit, Lord, so that we would feel you, hear from you, know that you're with us. You will never leave us nor forsake us. And I pray, Lord God, that each and every one of us today would get a dose of the ghost, Lord, to get on fire for you. And I ask these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Y'all please rise and welcome one another.
1: We'll start this service long. Pray me.
0: Good morning. My oh, goodness. How do you come behind that? Brother Glenn is on fire. Woo! Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All the Baptist church choir, good job. Good job. Say, Pastor, how do I get involved in the choir? Be there today at 4.30 in the choir room. You can right in. We need your help in that. As you can see, we've been busy. We now have the drums back. Uh, so, blessed be the name of the Lord. He did that for us. God did that for us. So, I'm very, very curious to see what God will do in the future with that. Well, if you have your Bibles with you, please turn and speak to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. To say that all the time. I love the people's pages turning. The choir stayed in the back of those days. They would jiggle their hymn book he thought that the Bible was still turning. Ruth the <laughs> 7, verses 1 through 10, the Bible says Now, when he concluded all the sayings and the hearing of the people, he entered Cappanapa. And a certain centurion servant who was here to come was sick and ready to die. So, when he heard about Jesus, with them to come and heal the servant. When they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he could do this is the For so he loved our nation and has built up a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, he said, Praise to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy you. you my Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to me. But so say the word, and my like for I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go and he goes. And to another comes and he comes, and to my servant,
1: Judas,
0: and goes. And Jesus heard these things. God to to the Lord God, we just pray that you speak to, to teach Open our hearts to hear you. My prayer, Lord God, pray anyway. you need to come you, God, you heard the prayer. It's here at the altar, Lord. This morning, you heard it, Lord, and I know you're already taking care of that. And I bless you, and for you. you, Well, there are three people of interest in this passage. Three of them. My objective, the now objective, is to examine each person and learn something from their character. In fact, you can probably go ahead and think about three people, the title of our message servant, the civilian, and the savior. Three people mentioned in there. Luke's condensed version of the Sermon on the Mount. Now, there are some scholars who say that's a different uh, sermon than the Sermon on the Mount. They will call it the Sermon on the Plain, and that's okay. To me, it's not a, a mountain or a mountain. Oh, <laughs> not at all. You want really to call it the Sermon on the Plain think it's different? Not yourself out. People ask me, Pastor, why do you think it's the same? Because I know that the, the author, Luke, was a interviewer. Of people. He went one on one to them. In fact, he tells us that. He gets one on one dialogue. He goes to to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and writes down her words. He goes to Elizabeth and he goes to John the Baptist Dad. He goes to any and everybody he can and he writes down what they said. And when it comes to something like Telling on the Mount, there's no way he could gather all those people together. If they wouldn't you hear, and if he did I think that is his version, and that's not what the people know. Luke 6, though, not a good call a sermon on the plane, But what's important for us to know is he has been preaching to people. He has been preaching to a lot of people. I know people want to. A few times in the passage. We see him in verse 2, a certain servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. We see him in verse 3, when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And of course, we see him again in verse 10. And those who were sent, returning we to the house, found the servant well, who had been sick. our first look at the servant, there is some information about him, but not a lot In fact, there's more about him that we do not know. What we do about him. In fact, there's plenty that we do not know about the servant. But we do know something about him. So that begs the question what do we know about the pastor? Well, we know three things. Number one, he was dear to his pastor. Are you hearing me this morning? He was dear to his pastor. The Bible also tells us. To learn from servants. every Christian needs to learn something from him. The first thing we need to learn about that servant is that he's nameless. He is nameless. He's a nameless individual, and that's going to bring forth our first point this morning. If we are to learn something from this servant, we need to understand that he could be. I'm going to put that up He could be picture of all humanity, a servant every one of us are supposed to be servants of Jesus Christ. Amen? And though most of us will say, I want people to know my name, I want them to know who I am, I want them to know what I'm doing, what I'm saying, we need to remember that it's not about us, it's about Jesus. We need to be nameless like that servant. I love the picture of this servant. You know what I love most about this particular story? is that the Bible is not ashamed. It tells us that the master, the centurion, love this servant. Are you hearing me this morning? If that's a picture of Christianity, then there's some things we need to learn. Number one, we don't need to be putting our names forward when we're bringing about Jesus Christ. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Amen? Number two, though, every Christian needs to get into their heart right now and into their soul right now that their master loves them. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me this morning? In fact, sometimes we lose that picture. This is Was dear to the centurion, and we need to get the picture in our hearts and in our lives right now that we are dear to Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, how dear are we to Jesus Christ? Let me tell you, you're so dear that He went to the cross for you. In fact, the Bible said that we're redeemed by His precious blood. Dear to His Master. First thing we need to learn. Morning and we can learn from this sermon and it's not important if the world knows us. It's important that the world knows Jesus Christ. It's important that his name is lifted up. If we will get back into the gospel, get back into the beginnings, back to where it starts out. And I'm going back to the temptations of Jesus. You remember after the temptations of Jesus, if we will lift up the son's name, then the whole world will come crashing in. And so my picture is if we will start making church about us and start making it about him, then the world will come in and worship Jesus. We're supposed to be named us. We're supposed to be naming him. In fact, my Bible says, listen to me now, my Bible says that those are saved that they call upon the name of the Lord, not call upon the name of the church. Not call upon the name of a minister. Not call upon the name of a ministry or a theology or a philosophy. No, no, no. Those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's His name that matters. The Bible tells us there's no other name under heaven given by which men must be saved. we got to remain nameless.
1: It's not about
0: us. It's about Him. And while we're doing that, we need to remember that our Savior loves us. We're dear to here, fear. You know what? You might be going through something tough right now. You might be hurting right now. Your family's going through something right now. But that doesn't change the fact that Jesus loves you. That doesn't change the fact that you're dear to him. So people ask me all the time, they say, Pastor, why does God then allow bad things to happen in this world? Are you ready for this? Because this may come as a revelation. Are you ready? When mankind was on this earth and we chose to follow after sin instead of after God, we put a break in this world. We put a scar on this world. We marred it. We broke it. And what we're experiencing now is a result of our broken, fallen, sinful world. And it's still hurting us to this day. But don't you worry now. Listen to me now, Christian. Don't you worry. You are so dear to God that He sent His only begotten Son to redeem this world. And one of these days, are you hearing me now? One of these days, He's coming back, and He will renew this world. Hallelujah. Amen. We're dear to Him. Dear to Jesus. Dear to Him. We'll give you a quote from Jesus himself. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever believed in Him he should never perish what have his that life. We've got to be nameless, and while we're nameless, we've got to remember that He loves us. You know, just the world builds some mean us, doesn't it? Just the world sticks you in the back, they sticks you with knives, they betray you, and there's nothing worse than when Christians hurt other Christians. But you know what? Don't lose faith, don't lose heart. Don't be broken down. Your Savior loves you and thinks you're worth dying for. He thinks not only are you worth dying for, but that you're worth living for. And he now sits up in heaven, reigning on high as the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. you know what else we can learn from? We're all a little bit sin. Who is what we're a little sin to. We love our sin a little too
1: much sometimes, don't we?
0: We love our sin in ways we're not supposed to. We worship the sin instead of the Creator. We worship the creature rather than the Creator. We worship the things of this world rather than the one who gave the things
1: in this world too.
0: That makes sense. Well, I love the picture of this sermon. We don't know who he is, but we do know his master loved him. And as a result of that, we can realize that our master loves us. Can I ask you a question? Is Jesus your Lord and Savior this morning? If he isn't your Lord and Savior, then you're not in that grace and favor. You're missing out on his love. You say, well, Pastor, for God so loved the world. yeah. For God so loved the world, all you've got to do now is believe. Are you hearing me? And if you will trust in him, believe in him, you will find yourself being renewed. And just like this servant who was healed at the end, you'll find yourself healed and well in the kingdom of God. Oh, this Christian servant wore one of my favorite pictures in the Bible. This picture of a nameless servant. We don't know who he is. We don't know where he came from. Listen to me now. We don't know what color he is. We don't know how tall he was. We don't know how fat he was. And speaking of fat folks, God bless them. <laughs> Somebody sent me a meme. Did you know what a meme is? I'm, I know I'm talking to an older congregation. A meme is something funny, a picture that someone puts a funny cat in me. A meme. Somebody sent me one the other day, and I think it was supposed to be me, but it was a fat guy. Down at the bottom, had Leviticus 316. At the very end of Leviticus 316, says, All oh, the fat belongs to the Lord. I showed it to Betsy, and Betsy said he can have all the fat he wants. I was like, I didn't mean it that way. She was like, oh, oh, okay, I get it
1: All
0: <laughs> oh, the fat the I am trying to tell Betsy, I'm holy. I'm loved by God. You know what, Christian? Are you here with me, servant of God? You can stay nameless and start lifting up his name because you're dear to the Lord Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, you're sick, but one of these days we're going to
1: be healed
0: because he loves us. Are you hearing me? Every Christian needs to learn a little bit from the Every Christian needs to learn something from him. I love this guy. You know what I love about him? He wasn't afraid to go to the centurion and say, I'm sick. to go to God they get caught up in sin they get caught up in jealousy they got caught up in territorialism they get caught up in schisms, they break down you know they say there's God I don't need you I got this you know what happens when we do it on our own they fail. always have always you. you can't do it on your own you've got to let God because you'll let God do it and God who will about it. But let me give you a to here let me give you one of these for my deep down pictures right here are you ready the battle belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. And he will heal. He will heal. All right, let's move on to another one. Now. So we can spend all morning on the service. You can say there's a lifetime of preaching in him, just on those pictures of allegories right there. So let's take a look at the tutorial. Now, I love the That if you'll read through your scholars, you're going to find out from the commentaries that a few of them think they know what, Comes from What band he comes from. There's two or two different ones out there. I have to disagree with all of them and say there's a reason why the Bible left his name. They have picked his legion or his uh, horde from uh, where he was at. He was at the name of the Capernaum, right? They pick him up around there and say, well, this is one of two places he could be. One was a bunch of Roman soldiers who were just designated Man. I would say this tutorial is probably more in charge of the total. The reason why is because the Bible tells us that Jews love him. They love him. Can I tell you something about this tutorial so we go even further? It's an amazing miracle that the people that his people conquered now love him. Are you hearing me? They love this Roman to the point... They walked down the road to find Jesus Christ and say, You need to go and heal his servant. Somebody say amen up in here. This was the character of a centurion. This guy was able, capable, loving. He was decisive. He was there. He was there. And the Bible tells us those Jews loved him. And you know what's funny? He loved them. Let's find out a little bit about our pastor. We just did still Luke 7, verses 1 to 2 certain centurion's servant, who was giving him a sick and ready to die. So we already get a description of the centurion. He loved his servant. This would be in verse 6. And Jesus went with him, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him. But this isn't just me. This is friends. some people will argue with me and say, well, this is when he was already not far from the house, the superior sent friends to him. Now, I'm going to take an educated guest here. You may not like this, but so you can sit in it. That's what he think. But I think his friends not be kids. I think his friends would be in They would be Romans and servants. He sent these Romans out, these friends out to tell Jesus something special. Something special. We're going to come back to verse 6. And going to this is what he sent us to say. Lord, there's plenty. We do not know about him. We don't really know what region he's from. We don't know where he was stationed at. Unlike an American soldier, we don't they're stationed station. We don't know where this guy was stationed at. We don't know his name. We don't know how tall he was, how skinny he was, how fat he was, how thin he was. We don't know how Love his church. Are you ready now, Christian brothers and sisters? We are supposed to be the love that this world is missing. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, Robert Sanctuary Baptist Church? This centurion, love kids. We're supposed to love one another so that when the world looks at us, they see the love of God. When they see us move, they can see the arms of God move. When they see us walk, they can see the feet of God move. When they see us look, they can see the eyes of God looking. And when they hear the heartbeat of the church, it could be the heartbeat of God. He loved his servant. And it's high time we started loving one another again. Amen? We're supposed to love like that. He loved his servant. Did you catch his picture there? I tell you, Jesus, the one told to do this, one going to do that. I tell my servant, get this. And he gets it. And I believe the servant is referred to is the one that's lying down sick. This is the guy I trust. This is the one I love. This is the one I put all my responsibilities on. I love him, and I don't want him dead. I need him. Church, we need each other. We need to love each other. And we need to start praying for each other and going to Jesus like the centurion did for his servant. He loved his servant so much. He went, Jesus, can you imagine going to the Jews? You saying, why are you going to the Jews? Because most Jews wouldn't have anything to do with the Roman. Did you know that? Most of them wouldn't check it make Because he feels like I've got to persuade God to do something. You feel that way, He like, God, I've got to persuade you. I've got to convince you. I've got to bring something up to you to make you see it my way. Can I tell you a little secret? God doesn't need to see it your way. You need to start seeing it God's way. You need to start seeing it the way God does. How does God see it? Let me tell you how God sees it. For well, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish. But I'm telling you another truth. One of these days, the church isn't going to be here anymore. One of these days, we're going to be taken home. And one of these days, the ability to come back to Jesus isn't going to be there. And you need to start coming to Him right now. Because every day is one less day on the calendar. Every hour is one less hour on the calendar. And the clock is ticking and ticking and ticking. And we need to be like this centurion and starting to go to Jesus. We need to learn from the centurion and start saying, hey, i got to get my to Jesus. Oh, we need to learn a little bit from this person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's plenty we don't know about him. But plenty we do. He loved his sermon. The Bible tells us he loved Israel. You know, the Christian has a duty to love and Israel, we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We need to pray for God's people. How many of you know that when we become Christians, we get drafted into Israel? That's right. You become a child of Abraham when you become a Christian. You become a direct descendant of Jacob. You become a direct descendant of all those people you read about in the Old Testament. Samson, Gideon, come on, you can name the heroes throughout the Bible. You become a direct descendant. You say, oh, pastor, that's not possible. Let me tell you, with the blood of Jesus, anything is possible. The Bible says he loved Israel. He loved his servant. He loved Israel. Had no problem sending those Jews to go talk to Jesus. So he does have a little bit of a problem, though. He's got to practice understanding of God. i got to send people to talk to God for me. And I'll tell you a secret. You don't need anyone to talk to God for you. You need to talk to God. That's what this altar is for. You don't need a priest. You don't need an intercessor. We've got an intercessor. We've got a mediator up in heaven. His name is Jesus Christ. And if you will call on him through the name of Jesus Christ, the way, the truth. And the life, you'll find yourself in the presence of the Father, and you'll find yourself holy, true, clean, and made new in his presence. Oh, we've learned a lot this You can't buy your way there. You can't get someone to vouch for you. I mean, what's time? for you. Hey, vouch for me. Tell God I'm a good one. Ever had that before? While serving as pastor at Northside Baptist Church, one of the funniest things that happened to me, young lady, well, she worked young. an older lady came to me. And she said, I gotta get a job, my grandkids can move back in, and I would love to work for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. So I was like, You don't want to work there. She's like, Yes, I do. I was like, you no, no. She's like, Yes, I do. And I was like, Okay. She said, Would you write a letter of recommendation? I'm gonna be honest with you, if I write a letter, letter, letter of recommendation to the state of Texas owes me Here's the deal, though. She got herself by me. And this is what she said to me. She said, thank you for telling me about a good one. I didn't tell him that. I just said just way you want to come. Get the picture of the symbolism. Hey, Jews, you go to Jesus and tell us what good things no. I love. I love those that Jesus came without hesitation. Now we're still looking at. He tells us He loves His servants. And we as Christians keep not loving one another like that. We need to start serving people like that. How many of you know that if we're going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, we need to be a service to God? A nameless servant. The Bible also says He loves His servants. He loves them. In fact, the Jews love, Jesus said He loves them. for this. Number one, there is a God in heaven. He is one God. There is no other God but Him. He's the creator, He's the maker, and He is the And regulations that he would have learned about quickly is that I can't get too comfortable because I'll make them They can't stick my hand. They can't give me high five. They can't eat with me. They can't step in my house. You say, Pastor, where is that? In the Let me give you an example. Do you remember at the crucifixion of Jesus? Do you remember at the trial with Pilate and the Pharisees show up? They won't even go in to where Pilate is because they want to be clean for so not I go in there. I'll be on So the Bible says he sends you. Please come, please come. And boy, that just tells me right now that our God is willing to do something. It tells me something about him that we need to bring out this morning. Well, let's continue on. comes in my, my house, he will place himself in the eyes of those who shoot him. Or those who will wait and say, Aha, oh, oh, I gotcha! So he came out and said, You don't have to do that. So you know what else have to do? He humbled himself. So, both so friends, it was that message. This is amazing to me. This is the centurion. This is the commander of a... 100 Roman legionnaires. He is a centurion. He is the protector of their peace. He is the keeper of their laws. He is the enforcer of their laws. Israel loves him. He loves Israel. And he is the representative. Listen to me now. He's the representative of a conquering nation. And the Jews were a conquered people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He comes to Jesus a Jew, a member of a family, of a nation, of a race, of people that his army obliterated. Not just conquered, obliterated without even breaking a sweat. These people could not fight militarily with Rome. Incidentally, not a one of us could fight any wars or battles without God. Amen? And come on, Jesus. Read it again. He says, Lord, this is the one of authority. He goes to Jesus and he says, Lord, you don't have to come into my house. I know that you are the Messiah. And I know if you speak, my servant will be healed. Let me tell you something about this centurion. He wasn't afraid to humble himself. He loved his servant. He loved Israel.
1: Oh, Jesus. As
0: a member Tells us in the book of James 4, verse 8, that if we will humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, he will lift us up. If we will draw near to God, he will draw near to. Every Christian needs to learn to We need to remember that Victorian too is the name of us. Amen. It's not about us, it's about Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only one named in that whole past. Jesus. It's because the name of Jesus is the only one that's important. It's because the name of Jesus is the only one that can save you. Because the name of Jesus is the only one that has power. What a powerful name it is. The Bible also tells us that this centurion loves his servant. And we as Christians need to take a page out of this book and start loving one another to the point where we go to Jesus on behalf of our servants, of our friends, of our brothers and sisters, of our fellow church members. Go to God. Let me tell you, God has a better way of doing it than we ever did. He also loves his I believe it's the church's job to pray for this year. Pray for the peace of Jewish love. It's our job to know what's happening in the Middle East. And it's our job to know what God is doing. You are one of those people. He also humbled himself. He humbled himself. He said, really know people who come to say, More. Go, the and say, Lord, he goes to Jesus. What an amazing, not least, of them. let's take look the same. The same. We look at the Savior. We've at the servant who's learned from him. We've looked at the centurion. We've learned from him. Let's look at the Savior. And when we say that, there is never any supply of things to learn from Jesus so Let's take a look at what Jesus' name is named in this passage. Look at the end of the bridge. So when he, that would be the centurion, heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his he strength. He heard about Jesus verse 4. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that they won for whom he could do this. And when the elders, when those Jews came to Jesus, they found him. They knew who he was. So the had heard about him, and the Jews knew who he was. It will be again in verse 6. Then Jesus went with them. Jesus went with those Jews. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent to him, saying to him, Lord, What a humble man. Jesus heard these things, verse 9. Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I think you have not found such great faith. No, I mean in the sun. What can we learn from this table? What a punching, what a punching, we do not know about him. There are lots of things we don't know about him. There are lots of things we speculate about him. Lots of things we still need to learn. We know that people were talking about Jesus, too We know that people were talking about Jesus, too. We also know that when Jesus went out and got scared from Jesus, Jesus was a person. A dream the Bible tells us Jesus is the heart of Jesus. He's a person. Every picture needs a He's our master. Amen? He's our teacher. He is the truth, amen. He's the life, amen. He's the way, amen. We know these things, right? In the testament's is the love in church. And number one, the centurion heard about you. And the centurion heard those tales, and I just imagine what popped up in the centurion's ears. Could you imagine those tales? I was in a synagogue, and Jesus was there, and out of a sudden a demon broke up. Could you imagine that? A demon in the church. That will never happen. There's all kinds of demons. All kinds. A demon pops up. Jesus cast that demon out. There were guys with withered hands. There were guys that couldn't walk. There were guys that couldn't talk. There were people who couldn't speak to the the stories that were coming to the
1: He is able.
0: He is able. He is able to deliver. In fact, he's able to take us from the guttermost to the uttermost. He's able to take us from the filth of this world and put us in the richest of this world. He's able to take us from spiritually to prayer, and making us spiritually enlightened. He is able. He's also the talker of the hearing about this. Jesus can do these things and then we're talking about Him. What do we need to learn from that? Well, number one, we need to learn that if the people were talking about Jesus in those days, we need to be talking about Jesus today. Amen. Everywhere we go we need to be talking about Jesus. If your conversation isn't about Jesus, you're missing out on something. You're missing out on what matters in this life. Nothing else matters in this world but Jesus Christ. Nothing else is important. Nothing else is able but Jesus. What well, we talk about some of the
1: strangest and funniest
0: things, don't we? We talk about things that really don't matter. Did you catch who won that game the other night? Did you see what happened here? You know we're talking about politics, but really we need to be talking about the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, and what's happening in the world today because he's coming back and he's the top of the town. you know what else we can learn from Jesus? As those Jews walked up to Jesus in the middle of whatever Jesus did, you know, as you'll read Luke 6, you just finished the Sermon on the Mount. He's a tired Preacher. Preachers ever get tired? Yeah. They can get tired. And they come up to Jesus and say, You need to come and heal the centurion servant. How many of us are like, I, mean, what's the life? I ain't going there. It's, it's equivalent to someone coming up at the end of church. People just had a rousing church service. a revival. People are getting saved. People are joining the church. People are repenting. People are rededicating. Baptisms are due. And at the end of service, after dinner on the ground, somebody comes up who's not a part of any church. He hasn't been a part of any church. Walks right up and says, I deserve for God to come and heal my family member because I was give given to the church. I gave money several years ago. In fact, I helped the church build a new steeple. What would you say? That preacher said, you know, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. And I'll go. Understand, Jesus was willing to Jesus was willing to go. There's more to it than it's There's something we need to put to work in our lives. Brought out to you a minute ago, after learning a little bit about Judaism, after learning a little bit about what makes Jews clean, have was having Jesus in our house makes Him unclean. We make Him unclean. But you know what? Did you catch what's happening here? Jesus is still walking to Victoria's house? Did you see the picture there? Are you understanding what Jesus is saying? I am willing to go become what you are unclean. I'm willing to go and be called a sinner, to be caught up in your scandal, to make you call. And so that brings up the picture. Now listen to me here for a second, because this is the big left hook, if you will, of the sermon. Jesus Christ is willing to go wherever you are to save you. My Bible tells me that once we're in the love of God, there is nothing that can separate us from Him. No height, no depth, no power, no sea, no valley, no mountain. There's nothing too strong for us. He knew all that dubiousness. He knew all that rules. He knew all that heavy malarkey. He did! Coming unclean. Looking at me, let me tell you something about God. Are you ready for this? There's nowhere you can go. God is. He's already there. You want to know something else about God? Are you ready for this? Because it makes you up to come surprise. But it's good. We've been preaching about it all morning. For so God gave only begotten son whoever in did not perish but he's willing to walk down that road and have Pharisees, Sadducees, Herodians, Zealots, and every synagogue ruler to stare out and look at him. Could you imagine the one that's even in the synagogue in the Victorianist do still staring out and I can't believe he's going there. He's going to make himself unclean for this Roman soldier. These are the people who conquered us, destroyed us, the people who ravaged us and now tax us to death. The same drive that led him to count. It's the same drive that led him to embrace the cross. You see, most of us will push away from the cross. every one of us will say, I don't want the cross. Jesus embraces the cross to the cross, and he says, that's my Father's will, because these people are lost, and they are unclean, and they need a savior, and they need to be saved, and redeemed, and remade, and renewed, and that's what brought him to the centurion's house, and that's what brings him into your life today. You Begin a relationship with a centurion who simply says, Jesus, you uh the question? i begin willing. I didn't know he was willing to come that far from you. Oh my goodness. That only the beginning of what God is willing to do. God is still willing. God is still able, and God still Will to come this morning and ask Christ into your heart and say, Father, forgive me? Will you be willing to come and say, Jesus, be my Lord? Will the pastor say, Pastor, I am a Christian, and I need to be a part of the church? Pastor say, Pastor, I am a Christian, I am a member of the church, and I need to be baptized. Pastor say, Brother John, it's time for me to come back home. I'm a Christian, I'm baptized, I'm a member of the church. Pray together. Father, I come to you now in Jesus' name. I want to thank you, Lord God, for your word. And that's should to take charge, Lord, even now. Shouldn't anybody who needs to come to know you as personal Lord and Savior? Be anybody, Father God, you need to get their heart right as you do this morning, through the morning. Be glorified. Be magnified. And speak to your heart even now. So, from Jesus' name, we pray. you come up this day, there's room at the cross. Let's come this morning, come up. And humble yourself. Joni Jones. Joni comes this morning. She says, Pastor, I am a born again Christian. I'm at baptized. This morning I need to rededicate my life to you. She says, i want to to rededicate and become a member of Robert Snabbage. If you're going to pray for her and bless her, would you say amen? If you're going to support her in that decision, would you say amen? That sounds unanimous. to Welcome to Robert Sister Naya and Sister Martha back there working on some of the paperwork right like there. So make sure you come by and hug her neck and let her know that we're praying for her. In the meantime, don't forget there's dinner on the ground in the back. Amen. <laughs> yes. food. Sure. Come and get some. Let's close in that word of prayer. And then I'll uh, uh, see you back there in the back. And just come on. I going to ask our newest youth minister the various forms. Would you close us in prayer and ask God to bless you on food?